Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are the Blended Life and today... Today is all about marriage. We're going to talk about marriage counseling and therapy and where it goes sideways, how you should go about it if you want to be successful in it, and how maybe to help your spouse if they're having a hard time. We're also going to talk about questioning if you made the right decision by marrying your spouse. (laughs) Good stuff, guys. Wait, why am I laughing? Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of The Blended Life. Yeah, so we have three topics tonight, all with marriage, right? Like I said earlier, and I think this is a really important one because I think that we all want to give up. There's some points where we're just exhausted. Everything seems like a lot of work, right? Right. We're, we're unsure about everything. Nothing makes sense. We're feeling out of control. And these are all very normal feelings. And so I, th- I picked these three topics because, or these three write-ins, because I thought that this would really help married couples feel not alone mm-hmm. and also to give them some perspective. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So the first one's really simple. We have um, someone who wants to know about couples therapy. Mm. Does it get worse before it gets better? <laughs> Why are you laughing? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Yes. Would you agree? Yeah. All therapy is that way. Yes, it takes takes unraveling everything and getting it all out and putting it all out on the table. It's like cleaning your bedroom, you know? In order Mm -hmm. to clean your bedroom, or if you're one of the guys listening, it's like cleaning the garage, you know? It, uh, it, everything has to get taken out, moved out, pull it out to the front yard. And that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. You need to get everything out before you can start to put stuff away. Right. And you start to tidy up. And, you know, it's just, it, it's a lot, you know. And relationships, especially marriage, um, 
there's a lot going on there. You know, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of dynamics, especially as we are blended families. You know, you have a lot of extra parts than your average, you know, relationship or nuclear family. You know, there's just, there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of moving people. And it's a lot to unpack. It is. And I'm going to go life coach for a minute. All right. So, because I think the best way to help people understand, because therapy has a stigma. Mm-hmm. Couples counseling, it seems the men just don't want to go. Like, can we ask, well, either like, that what or, is that? Either that or us men wait until the very end. It's too oh, late. We're hanging on by a thread. Mm-hmm. It's the last, it's our lifeline, and it's literally the last thing. And I think... We just need to be pushed over the edge sometimes. So, awesome. so, so my Yay, my, fun, my cool. advice is if if you're like, I need this to be the this is the last thread. Mm-hmm. You know, don't wait till the last thread. Make I it mean, pretend like it's the last thread. Make yeah. us think it's the last thread to get us into oh therapy be- before God. it becomes. This is the advice <laughs> before it becomes the last thread. Because I swear, I mean, it is. It's such a hard, especially if you're stubborn like why me. Why is such it? A, why do men? I feel like women are um, more inclined, more willing to do therapy because you're go emotional. Fix it. You guys are emotional, and you want to talk about your feelings, and you want to air your laundry, and you want to. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and put it on your camera so everyone can see your face. <laughs> you want to put it all out there. You want to talk about it. Now, us what, guys, what is that? It's interesting because guys are fixers. Right. So it's but we want to fix everyone else, not ourselves. We don't want to talk about ourselves. We don't want to be the ones. What are we high fiving? I like it. Uh, we don't want to be the ones getting fixed. We want to be the ones doing the fixing. We want everything to be great. But what if us. it wasn't about you? Mm-hmm. And what if it was about the marriage? Right. That's okay. So there you go. That is a great way to reframe mm. it. That's a great way to reframe the Look conversation at you saying reframe that's such a coach that's such word. a big word for me no, I, I, hey look at i got my words coaching. straight this week yeah and last last Look week, at you coaching was, our audience I was reframing a, I was and all bumble. that um yeah. no but it it really like if you can reframe it like that like we need to go to therapy to work on our marriage not to work on you fix the problems that you have yeah. and your idiotacy and in your addictions, in your whatever else it might I be. I got it's called always... crazy in therapy once. <laughs> I got called crazy at dinner last night, but we haven't talked about that since. Um, yeah. But that's yeah, it. We like all when feel... you're there to fix somebody else right. or um, what, I don't even mind sharing this because it's funny. My ex, I will share the story mm-hmm. unapologetically, so I don't even care. I love but, it. But um, yeah, therapy, couple therapies was the final straw for my previous marriage. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it wasn't until I said I was done. Right. It was over. Mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore. That therapy, and I had been asking for a really long time to go to therapy. A year and a half, right? Yeah. It was, it was, and it was no, 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 no. Met with like, no, we, I don't need, you know, whatever. And so finally, the problem was though, I will take responsibility for this. I did it. I agreed to go to therapy because I wanted to be able to know I did everything I could do. You exhausted all leads, And if I didn't give it a try, I would have left being like, well, I didn't try that. And that would bug me. That's just my personality. There's there's still doubt there. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, but the problem was I was already checked out. Mm 
So by the that, time, like when I said I was done, I, I meant it. That's I my point. So if you women are done, don't get to that point. R- if you're like, I think that we need to get to therapy. I, I think my, that was my point like three minutes ago. Like, right, but you don't want to threaten divorce. No. Because that's a door. That's a door you don't want to open. You don't want to open. So how do you express it's the end without expressing it's the end? I don't know. Or threatening. Like, how do you let your partner know how dire it it's, is? It's about that communication. It's about being like, look. Like so communicate this is, to me. We need to this go to therapy. Is, look, like we are at our, we're at the end. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling this. I'm. I'm starting to emotionally check out and I'm not all here anymore. Too much is added up. I truly think that we need to go to couples counseling. Mm-hmm. Don't call it therapy, call it couples counseling. Because it just better. it sounds so much sweeter. Or what we if we just need to go get help? Yeah. Is that better? Yeah. Go get help. Yeah, but talk to them. Talk to them and be like, we need to we need to get help. We need to go to couple ca- I feel like we need to go to couples counseling. To work on myself, to work on us, make it make it about us, make and it about the marriage, ourself, the relationship, right? Make it about us and ourself, and we need to go and we need to do this because I can't take much longer, you know, of this. And if we can't do this, then I don't think we're gonna make it. Yeah, you know, I think we need we need help outside of us, you yeah. know. And a good place for people to start if this is you and you're like, man, this is this is totally me. This is hitting the nail on the head, but I don't have the money to resource something like this or um the know-how or I, d- I haven't heard good things about good couples counseling or therapy in our area. Check with your church. Check with um, you know, any of um, your religious outlets, talk to a pastor, talk to a priest, talk to whoever, um, reach out to your church. And usually um, if they don't provide something right there in your um, church setting, then they can at least point you off into the right path. And I feel like that is, if you guys are religious in any way, shape, or form, that is probably the best outlet for you guys to go because what it's going to do is it's going to, it's going to get you guys to connect on a spiritual level, right? Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. That's so. really great advice because it, it can be, therapy can be really, really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, I mean, for instance here, you know, therapy, going through therapy in a church setting mm-hmm. versus. Because um, you've done both. I've done both. We've done both. Right. What but are your it's, thoughts? It's probably, what would you say, a third of the price here? Yeah. To go through church versus going to a third party, you know, privately owned company. Right. And a third of the price, you know, I mean, that's a lot of savings, um, you know, when you do it over and over. And don't think that if you guys go to church or sorry, to uh, to therapy or counseling for, you know, one or two or even three sessions that everything's just going to be better. Talk to your spouse and let them know, like, we need to do this and we need to get on the right track. And this is something I truly feel that we need to do for a weekly thing for the next three months, you know, and see where it goes or six months. I feel like, I feel like six months is kind of that magic number to be like, it's going to make or break us, you know, and you're going to figure out a lot. And like you said, at the beginning of this, that initial upfront, the unpacking of it is just going to be torturous. It's going to be a lot of work. Yeah. You're going to hear a lot of things you don't want to hear. That stuff's going to be brought out <laughs> and that's a, and that's a, probably one of my biggest advice is if you guys are going to couples therapy or counseling 
is go there from a place of love. Go there from wanting to fix this. Don't go there as wanting to drag your spouse or your partner through the mud and turn this into a Jerry Springer TV show. Make it about wanting to fix your relationship. Now, be honest, but don't use it as a courthouse. Don't use it to judge. An excuse to to make your spouse an emotional punching bag. That's it, because I feel like a lot of people, and this is what happened to me at the first time I ever did this in my previous marriage. We went there, and all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm totally convicted of everything. Like, everything that I've ever done or said or whatever it was got used against me like the court of law. And I'm like, wait a second, we're trying to fix our marriage. And now I've got her against me. I've got, um, it was a husband and wife counseling, you know, session people. And I felt like I was being judged and they were against me. And it was just an awful experience. And it's because I not only now had my wife against me, But I now have these two people who I didn't know who they were completely judging me and against me. And we weren't there to work on our marriage like I thought we were. It was there to tell me what a terrible human being I was and everything that's wrong with me. You know what I mean? I'm curious to know how you know that your therapist couple was judging you. Um, I don't know. know. It's it's, being judged. Or was it just your perception? It's my perception. It's the way that I felt about it. It's not necessarily how it actually was. Okay. It's just the way outwardly judging you were they? Because I don't want to scare people off. Like, or if they were, then no. I I think I think the problem with it was the way that we approached it. We approached it like a courthouse. We were trying to win our sides of the argument. I was trying to win my side. She was trying to win her side. And they were going to decide who was right and who was wrong. That's how it got approached. But if you know me and when I fight, I am not a dirty fighter. I'm not going to, I'm not the one that's going to bring up things that are going to hurt your feelings and are going to get under your skin. That's just when you're joking. (laughs) (laughs) that's not when it's serious that's just good fun (laughs) and hurt your heart i'm not out to yeah i was there to try to to fix this so i'm not well intentioned i was not there to unleash and cause problems and point fingers and if there's secrets between us that i feel like can be worked out you know or whatever i'm not trying to bring that up you know and fight about it if it's not truly an issue If it's not something, you know, it's not like she's secretly hitting me and I don't want to tell anyone about it. It's not, you know, it's nothing like that. But if there's just little petty things that I'm like, you know, we're working through that. So I wasn't there to have a battle in court (laughs) and fight about it. And that's what it turned out to be. So going back to it, though, to, you know, why I'm even talking about this is because if this is you guys and that's why you're going there, come from a place of love. Don't go there to get someone else on your side and have someone else tell the tell your spouse or your partner what's wrong with them or or that's not why you're going there you're going there because you want this to work out so come from a place of love that's really really good advice thanks i'm curious too because you and i Mm -hmm. so our listeners may or may not know this if you listen to us since the beginning you'll know this if you're new you won't so i'll just say it again but when we did premarital counseling Mm -hmm. Um, we actually did two <laughs> with two people. We, we did like double, simultaneous. We yeah. did double duty. 
double due diligence, whatever. But we were, we made three promises to each other. We were our, um, one of the pastors who married us wouldn't marry us until we made these three promises. Mm -hmm. And so the three promises were, do you remember them? I do. So it was, we had to talk for 30 minutes a day, every day, every day. Um, and so I was actually really having a hard time with this one because I'm like, super easy. it's easy because right? it's not like at one time, like sit down, we have to schedule out 30 yeah, minutes. It's like we talk here and there, we text here and here and it all adds up to 30 minutes before bed and in it's the easy. morning. We it's easy. We smoke that every day. Yeah. You know, but I was like nervous about that because right. we're putting a, anyway, because I didn't want to make a promise I couldn't keep. Right. Also. Um, and then the second promise was that. After six months of marriage, mm-hmm. that we would do something. Some type of counseling or, or therapy. Or a retreat. Or, right. We would do something to work on our marriage, right. however that looked. We could right. have gone away for a marriage retreat. We could have gone to counseling. We could have done something, but something to work on our marriage. And then the third promise. Well, so we, so we did that. We, yeah. We got involved with. Um, we went to counseling. We went to counseling with. Uh, at our church and that's how we know that it's about the third of the price and it's great it's wonderful it aligns with us and our spiritual uh, spirituality and i think it's been great because we both came there from a place of love we We whenever we've gone there it wasn't two point fingers and fight and it's been a good thing you know and then covid hit and then that all well i want to come back to that but i want to get out the third promise yeah, the before we get people get lost in yeah. our story so the third promise was actually about counseling and therapy that yeah. we promised each other that at any time in our marriage any from time. now until yeah. dead one person says we need counseling we need therapy that it's an automatic yes there isn't question there isn't shame there isn't well, we don't it's, need it's to. basically it's just that like, if okay, one of us feels we that we need to go right. to counseling, then we say yes. We, and we do it. Yeah, then we do it. Period. That's it. At whose expense? <laughs> so, but I want to go back because you've had two experiences and you framed your first experience um, with counseling and therapy. And I can see why it would turn you off to it. For sure. And you'd be like, I don't want to ever experience For sure. I've that actually, again. well, so t- technically, I guess I've had. Three. I've had four experiences with it. Has it all of? Okay. Well, I want to go back to ours though, Mm -hmm. because we went, Mm -hmm. you know, and there. But you were there. Came a point when you were done. You didn't want to go back. You were over it, and it just happened that COVID did hit. Yeah, that was my way out. So I'm just curious, like, talk about that for you though, because. You also got to that place when we were going. Yeah. So I'm just. I think that's an important, I don't know, talk about that. When it turns into, I'm going to use one of your big girl words today, when it turns into a bitch fest and it becomes about, when it becomes about you and the other person's complaining about you and there's. So you felt that again. I felt that at a certain point in time that Mm -hmm. it basically, it turned into a place where I was topic it wasn't us as a marriage. It turned into, and it was only for a session or two. We talked about it, and we were able to kind of get back on the same page. But it started to go down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. where I felt like it wasn't coming out of a place of love. It was coming out of a place of frustration. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that is just, that puts you up against a wall, and basically mm-hmm. you're going into a court of law every single time you go there. 
And now not only do you have your spouse calling you out, but you have someone else trying to help figure out why and what and how Mm -hmm. and what needs to change. And again, I'm not one to be like, yeah, well, and then start laming off a laundry list of all the garbage that I feel, you know, or unpack all of that. I'm trying to listen, you know, and it just, it becomes overwhelming and I'm like, you're biting your tongue. So the the second it becomes about an individual person and what they need to work on, sometimes that's just what needs to happen. Sometimes it's true. it really is about that one person. Well, it's but about that both one people have things to work on, obviously. That's it's not it. just one person has things to work on, but in sessions it is like sometimes it's your turn, sometimes it's my turn. Right. You know, like we're imperfect people trying to figure out how to coexist in our home and raise yeah. this family. And sometimes it is going to be about you. Right. And sometimes it is going to be about so here's, me so, as well. So the way know? that you're not, you're remembering this a little different because what happened is you were like, okay, well, you got to that place and then it became COVID. That's actually not the way that it went down. Oh, okay. The way. Because you said COVID hit. When I got to that place was on our first session. Oh, it yeah. came yeah. out that way, and that's the way it started. And I'm like, mm. whoa, 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 hold up, pump the brakes. Like, this is mm. not that's what right. I signed up that's for. Right. We're here for our six-month check-in, and all of a sudden this is turning into a bitch fest, and I'm not I'm not liking this. Like, this right. is not, like, it, all of a sudden we have all these issues that I didn't know about that we haven't talked about, and, yeah. like, it's turning into something. Yeah. And so, uh, so communication mm-hmm. brought it to the surface, and it's like, we talked about this. So then... We go back the week later for our next session, mm-hmm. and we talked about that and my feelings at this, mm-hmm. and we all got on the same page. And then from then out, we probably had six more sessions, six or seven, maybe eight more sessions, and they all went well. It turned into a good, constructive thing. Yeah. So if you get into this place or your spouse gets into this place, make it known or recognize it and turn it into a positive thing. And like I said, come from a place of love. It's one of those things that... It's supposed to be a good thing. There's this supposed to be a constructive thing for them, for us to be doing. Yeah. Right. You're not going there to win a battle. If you want to go win a battle, then get a divorce and go fight it out in court and everyone loses. Yeah. So. And I want to also address, thank you for sharing that also, but I want to address why it takes, a t- why it takes time. Yeah. Because I think when you originally said, you know, two or three sessions and we're done. Right. But here's the process. Um, it takes a good, if you don't know the person you're being really vulnerable to. Your therapist. It, your therapist, Counselor, right? Counselor, yeah. You don't know them. So there's no trust. And so it takes a good two, three sessions to warm up. Easily. To like be able to trust your therapist enough to even start to open up. And the first two or three sessions, really, if you don't know them at all and they don't know you at all, it is about like how long have you been married? How old are you? How many kids do you have? Like very it is just surface. It is very like so it's a good two to three sessions to get just for them to get to know you, for you to be comfortable with them. And that takes time. And then you get in, so the first, you might feel like, oh gosh, the first two, three sessions were cake, were easy, I liked it. Or it was a waste of time. Like, or we're you're not like, this getting is stupid. Anywhere. Yes. yes. But it's, it's like kind of whatever. And then you hit session four, five, six, and it starts ramping up, and you're like, fuck me, this is oh, awful. there we go. 
right? You're like, this is really hard because then stuff starts coming out. And I think that to your point, and I'll speak for myself, session one that you and I went to, now we already knew our therapist Mm -hmm. at church, so Mm -hmm. we didn't have to do the, I mean, a little bit it was like getting, but we had a level of trust established already. And I will speak for myself. I think that when you're newly married and, you know, especially when you come into relationships having been divorced, and going through really hard relationships, you carry that with you. And so even though you may feel like you're a safe place, you know, I didn't necessarily feel like I could come to you with how I was feeling that it was necessary to have a third party there Mm -hmm. to be, like, a safe place and someone to validate me where she's not crazy. Like, Mm -hmm. these are not... Uh, you know, unreasonable, whatever, but this, you know, it was like, and so I think that's why people bring things up in therapy that kind of blindside you a little bit. Like I had no right. idea this was going on right? because it's more about getting curious why. Right. And that's something in coaching we do, right? We're curious why we're not going to judge. We're not going to accused, but we are going to get curious. Why? Why did your spouse not feel like they could talk to you about that? Yeah. That is something more than the thing they're bitching about. There's something much deeper broken in your relationship. Yeah. And that is the missed point of, and so I would, I would also, if you're stuck in a, a marriage counseling session that feels like you're just getting attacked and blindsided and you're like, what the fuck is this? That you get curious and there's a deeper issue going on. Why is it? What is broken in your relationship that your spouse doesn't feel like they can come to you? Are you reacting in a way that is not safe? Are you reacting in a way that is dismissive? Are you ghosting them? Are you yelling back at them? Are you making them feel like they're crazy? Can they, are you shutting them down? And if you keep shutting your spouse down or that you're making them feel a certain way and they have to shut down as a coping skill to stay in the marriage, then you will go to therapy and this is all going to come out because it's not able, you can't sustain swallowing sand forever, right? You have to be able to release it. And so that is also why I think it gets harder before it gets easier because there's so much stuff that gets swallowed down that has to be released before people can even begin to move on and heal. Well, and here's the other thing, too, um, that I've noticed with therapy that Mm -hmm. can be a real bummer. (laughs) Lots of bummers. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to, (laughs) I'm just trying to get people to see what they can do differently. So that they can have have a good experience. Not have these type of experiences. All of a sudden, you start therapy and... You have invested in a therapy bank, and what people do is they put their problems into the therapy bank rather than talking about them throughout the week. We're saving them. They save them up, yep. and then all of a sudden, boom, they cash out when we get to therapy, and you're like, whoa, I didn't even realize that was that big of a deal or that was an issue. Yep. We could have talked about this yep. and not be paying to talk about this right now. Like, talk about getting blindsided. So that happens. The therapy bank gets that's a really good cashed point. in yeah and so if again if you guys are going to therapy or what's the other word for it 
counseling. <laughs> counseling. Right. Like, then, do, don't, then don't save it up. Right. Use it as your place, you know, and if this feels like this is you and this is where you go with this, then maybe put a whiteboard on the fridge or somewhere in the hallway yeah. or something and keep a ledger of what you're going to talk about and, you know, try to talk about it throughout the week. Yeah. So when you get there, it's not this just built up, pent up. But here's the thing. If that's how it's going, you're contributing to that too. For sure. So it is It is something where it's time to start having not the nitpicky conversations, but at home being like, how can I make you feel heard? Mm-hmm. What do you need to feel understood? What do I need to do to react differently so that we can work this out here instead of there? Well, you see what you're doing right now, and that's what I think a lot of people don't do. You, everyone, not everyone, a lot of people make it about the other person. And the reason I feel this way is because of what you're doing. The reason right. this is going on is because of what you're doing. And what people need to start doing is taking accountability. And what can I do? And how can I change? Because right. like we've said a million times on this show is you can only change yourself. The only person that can change is yourself. You can yep. hope and pray for the other person right. and do whatever you can to help, but you cannot change someone else. You can only change yourself. Yep. So making the conversation and the topics about what can I do differently and how can I change and what in, in not just having the conversations, but really yeah. thinking about it, looking at it again from a place of love and what can I do to change and get this bitterness or resentment yeah. out of my heart and yeah. out of our conversations yeah. and the out of my tone yeah. um, will really, really help because if you can change yourself and you're part of the problem in the situation, yeah, then there's a good chance that it's going to leak onto the other person and they're going to soften up and it's just going to start getting better. No, for sure. And when you when your partner feels like a teammate in a safe place instead mm-hmm. of like the enemy, yeah. That changes everything. Right. You know, and so if you can look at your spouse who's bitching about you in therapy and be like, gosh, why does she feel like this has to, what is wrong that this is how it has to happen? Like, instead of like, maybe it's a cry for help, Mm -hmm. like seeing it more not as an attack and an affront to you, but more like, what am I doing to make this unsafe where this is how it has to go down here? Right. Like, am I not receiving? Am I not hearing? What is it? And I think that that helps calm people down a lot and would actually be an avoidance of therapy. I think therapy happens because you don't communicate. For sure. Because you don't. And, and it's a breakdown, and you need a mediator. Well, and then you get there, and all of a sudden Someone communication. Someone to pull it out of you. Communication is just a hard thing at that point because it's not what you're practicing. It's not how – it's not the norm, Yeah, you know. So that go to therapy with um, hopes of this is going to – this is going to learn us how to communicate. Yeah. and I'm going to do a shameless plug right now for life coaching. I love it. Because therapy is really great. Therapy helps you – um, there's a, there's a really, therapy is an important tool and an effective tool for healing, for yes. processing trauma, for diagnosing mental disorders. Like there is a really, a, a really 
It's I don't qu- well real quickly the quick breakdown the difference between therapy and I like do this in all my sessions for my first breakthrough session but this is cool you guys get a little tidbit so therapy is very past focused mm-hmm. what has happened trauma you've been through processing hurt and pain and so like when you're in couples therapy you're bringing up everything from the past that's been done right you know, we're here now because of all these past events, right? We're not getting along now, and it's we're yeah. And this end. is why, and this is what's happened. And you know, if somebody's been sexually molested, and you have to go back and unpack that, and process that trauma, and be released from that hurt, or you know, you're super severely depressed, and you need to have a place to unpack that, or get diagnosed with depression so you can get medicine. So therapy is very past focused. It's very um, we're focusing on healing. We're focusing on on unpacking and processing. And life coaching is very different. Life coaching doesn't do that. Right. There's, I mean, there's some of that kind of built in, but that is not the focused lo- focus. Life coaching is all forward focused, goal focused. How can you show up differently so that the world around you can transform? So life coaching is actually really great for married people because they show up differently in their marriage and their marriage completely shifts. And they didn't have to go sit with their spouse in therapy. They didn't have to go to therapy. And I think people feel really stuck in therapy. Like, and I don't know if you can, you can relate to this, but you go to therapy and nothing really changes. Like it does turn in, it's like a, you go, but then like nothing changes or you feel better maybe that you got stuff out on the table, but then what? So what? We aired our laundry. We kind of have an understanding. Yeah, but a lot but of we times have no idea how there. to move forward. Yeah, but a lot. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you leave there feeling worse, and you're like, "Well, we'll have to wait for the next session." And you, yes. Yeah, so gonna, yeah. you don't get tools. No. Right. I've never been given tools and therapy to use to move forward to better myself, and that's life coaching. Life coaching is every session giving you a new tool to approach whatever. Blended life, step parenting, marriage, career, finances, health, fitness. health, fitness, spirituality. So you're given tools to show up differently. And so it it's helpful in the sense that you're given direction on how you can change and you can be different and you're empowered because in life coaching, right, nothing changes unless you change. So if you really want the world around you to change, it really does start with you, like Michael Jackson said. Well, and that's... Man in the mirror, <laughs> right? I was trying not to let you go there. <laughs> you knew <laughs> I was going there. But uh, the so. neat thing about this, too, is I feel like, and like you said, more women than men yeah. want to go to couples counseling and therapy. Yeah. And a lot of us men just don't want to no. go. So life coaching is something that you women <laughs> can go do without your spouse and you are going to get results without your spouse. Now, it might not make everything better, mm-hmm. and it might not save your marriage or relationship, but it's going to save you. It's going to save you as a human being. It's going to allow you to get through life better, get through your marriage and um, your relationship better. And yeah. at the end of the day, it's going to make you a better and the best person that you can be. Right. Whether, no matter what happens around you, no matter how... Your children turn out, your marriage, um, your relationships, you know, all that stuff aside, it's the best you that you can be. And that's the neat part about watching you do this is like, it's like, wow, it's just a totally different approach 
And so people don't un- people don't understand it. You know, it's it's like oh, life coaching, haha. Ha, like yeah, people, yeah, people. There's just, it's just because it's unknown. Like right. what is it? So we're gonna make right. fun of it because we don't know what else right. to do with it. No, it's, um, it's it's a it's a thing. But yeah, and, it, and life coaching is a lot about creating habit change. You know, really stepping into your truth. What is your truth? What do you really want? Let's create habits that are going to get you to where you want to go. And every session is very different, but very purposeful. And so well, and very pointed too. Yes. It's it's for the individual. It's for what they want to work on. Yep. Um, it's it's like you said, very goal oriented. Yeah. So um it's very tailored and i've seen you do this for people you know and oh i've got to go write a session for this one person you're not pulling out a notebook and it's just some generic thing to work on you are tailoring each session to your client and already getting such wonderful results i mean like you've got the coolest review today you know from one of your clients um but it's just it's neat to see how impactful this is on people because it's empowering. That's it. Because you're not waiting on, because the the thing with therapy, I think is that we're always waiting on the other person to change so we can be happy. Right. You know, if my husband just changes this about him, I will be happy. (laughs) You know, if he just does this differently, I will be happy. And that is very disempowering, right? Like you're giving all of your power to somebody else or, you know, if my stepkid would just behave, I will be happy and oh, I will out. be I will be better. But it's like you're giving your power to your to your stepchild and you're not even going to enjoy life. That's it. Like that's what it. is that? That's it. This is what we do though. Right. Our happiness we make dependent on everyone else and we are always going to be unhappy because people will always let us down because we can't control them. Well, and, and they're not are, mind people, readers. They have no are idea. Selfish. People aren't all right. about you. They are all about themselves. So it's time to be empowered and figure out what makes you happy and live that out. And then when you show up in your family as a happier, better version of yourself, that changes the dynamic of everything. And so if you're interested, I don't mean to turn this into like a, a sales pitch, but if you feel like you want to know more about coaching or if it's a good fit for you or whatever, I do offer a free breakthrough session that you can sign up for. All you do is, you know, email me or write me on social media and say you're interested. The email is becomingheardnow at gmail.com. And you can just say, hey, I'd like more info. I'll send you over a link and some info and we can connect and no worries if it's not for you, but if you feel like, hey, this could be really useful, I'm, I would love to help. It feels like my purpose in life right now. It totally so, is. Well, and the neat thing is. And I feel like I can help. Like, I feel like it's actually you, well, something And you're working useful. with people from all around the world. And yeah. this is, it's not like, hey, like, I'm not close to her, so this isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. Like, you will go out of your way to make it work for anyone, yeah. any yeah. any location. Yep. As long as you have an internet connection or a phone. Like, yeah, I mean, you, you don't even have to come into it. my office. It's it. most is everything is phone sessions, just because you can be wherever you're at, and you're getting. We email often, and we talk every week. And anyway, it's a thing. But you to have go, phone 
session operator? I am. All right. But also, I want to talk about transformation because we said you said six months for therapy is like the magic number. No, I said I feel like that's where you start to feel like, all right, You're I'm, done. I'm settling. I'm, yeah. I'm getting what am I doing comfortable here or normal or yeah. it's just a, yeah. But it takes time. And it I would, all takes time. So the same with coaching. Right. The minimum length of coaching time I do is three months. Mm-hmm. So if you sign up with me coaching, we're, we're attached to the hip for 12 weeks. Which and is cool, though. Because it takes time. Like, again, right. it's a process. Transformation but here's the difference. takes time. Here's the difference that I see in that. I'm saying this is where you get comfortable and you start to figure out, like, yeah. what we're doing. What you have been doing, you're done after that 90, 90 days. Now, you can go on to further programs. You and, have a and, new baseline. Uh, right. Yeah. You can, yeah, you can get going. Yep. But within a few sessions... People are really starting to figure it out. You are working with them. You are tailoring specifically for them, and they are moving on a path. Yeah. Whereas therapy is very broad. Yeah. Coaching is very well, just what's, streamlined. What's for, really hard about therapy, and like I said, I love therapy. I know, yes, I go it's to your, therapy. It's your, it's I, your I love it. It's my binky binks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's my ninky. Um, I really love it. But, you know, it's not. I'm thinking what I'm going to get you for your birthday this year. Therapy sessions. <laughs> you haven't gone it's in a really long time. Birthday. I just went yesterday. Oh, yes, that's right. You changed. Now I'm thinking like you used before. to do, you used to I do know, like. I miss that. I just can't afford it. Oh, my If I gosh. could, I would. <laughs> um, but I don't feel like I'm giving, like I'm given life tools where it's like. You know, I feel like it is a place to just a safe place where, because I think a lot about blended families, what's really hard is like, we have no one to talk to about our struggles. Right. Right. Because shit gets spread, especially in a small town. Right. You say, you say something to someone and either they're judging you or they're spreading gossip about you or they're running to the other parent or the parents are all talking and it's just a shit show. So it's it's nice to be able to, or, you know, you're having issues with one of your own children that's really hard, and you don't want to talk about that. Do you know what I mean? You want, yeah. like, a, a safe place to unpack that. So that's good for therapy because that's not life coaching. Life coaching is not about that. Well, here's my so. question is what if someone listening is just like you, and they're like, I love therapy. I go to therapy. Yeah. I agree with all of them, but I want it all. I want life coaching better. and therapy. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's the can, perfect can thing. It, can, okay, so you can do them simultaneously. in your fucking well, Okay, then. Yes. I'm making Why that not? Loud. We're blowing your drums Why out. Not? Why not? Why not have as many avenues for self-help and self-care? It's just like having, it's like having a gym membership. And then having a personal trainer, right? Is that yeah. is that a good analogy? Gym it's membership like having, is very broad. You can go there and talk about and do anything mm, and, and work on. But let a, me know. But a personal Why trainer. I'm just a hockey player. What the hell do I know? It is. It is. This is perfect. It is like having a gym membership mm-hmm. and then also playing a sport. Okay. Both are exercise and good for you. Mm-hmm. Gym is very. You do what you want all over the place. You're weightlifting. You're spinning. You're running. Sometimes you're just talking to people. It's a variety, right? When you go play hockey, you're playing hockey. Yeah. There's no other form of exercise. And you're playing a game with a purpose that you win or lose. You know what I'm trying to say? You're having skills. Yeah. A certain skill you're working on. And you're getting better 
every time. And you're getting better every time you play. And I guess you do at the gym, but it's, so that's kind of like, but why not? Why not have, yeah, different avenues. And therapy certainly has a place. I, I love therapy. It has a place, but also does life coaching. And it, it's more forward movement, and therapy is more past. And I packing like and processing and talking and having a safe place to unload is therapy. Okay, moving on. We spent a <laughs> lot of time. We beat the hell out of that horse. I did. Okay. So, <laughs> we are only going to make two topics tonight, guys. Okay. Sorry. Um, someone says this has anyone else ever had thoughts of what if after being overwhelmed by everything that comes with your significant other it's been hitting pretty hardly hard lately my husband and I are coming up on our one year of marriage and three years together it's hard to admit I've been thinking about if I made the right choice or not I love my husband with my whole heart but it comes with a lot how do you know what is too much and what and how much anxiety and what is too much and how much is anxiety and worry? Did you write this the first the, our first year of marriage? I wrote this last night. And okay, listen, if numbers. she's listening right now, our first year of marriage was by far like 10 times our hardest year. Why we had been together for years and years prior to it. Everything was great. Everything was smooth. Like five years before we got married. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. we got married, and all of a sudden, that was the hardest year, hands down. Why? Can you pinpoint any reason why? We went to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, Sorry. It was, it was just, it was hard we because, did, we because what happens is, is now. I think that's ha- why we went to therapy. <laughs> 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 no, we just we promised we started going on the sixth or seventh. No, we, no, we start. We I think we, we started went, like, going years like, later. We no, didn't. we didn't. It was we like did. the seventh or eighth because COVID. Hit. Okay. Um. Anyway. Uh, anyways, we did, but it was. It's a very hard thing, and I think everyone's just starting to settle. And as you're reading this, I'm thinking the grass is always greener on the other side. You know, she's second guessing. She's. She's worried about, you know, all this baggage and everything, you know, and that's one of it's it's just a it's just it's just a thing. I think I feel like it's normal. I don't know. I don't know if it's normal for everyone, but it's it is a very common common thing that happens to people. And I think it's just it's like with anything, you know, that there's always the doubt, the self-doubt, the what if, unless everything is perfect. And now, remember, you are in a blended family. It is going to have its ups. It's going to have its downs. It's going to have a lot of downs. But <laughs> the grass is not greener. Wow. No, I mean, truly, truly, no, truly, it's truly. An, it's it hard. Takes, it's a lot of work. And it takes getting this figuring out and really getting on the same page. Yeah before it gets better so you're going to have your ups you're going to have your downs um but it's 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 not any you know having these doubts like forget the doubts you know you could think about your doubts but if you were with someone else they're going to have just as much baggage if not more they're going to have their own issues you're like well 
this other person I liked didn't have any kids, so he wouldn't have any baggage. Well, that comes with its own set of issues. They Being, don't understand they what don't having understa- kids is like. That's it. Or co-parenting. They can't relate with the co-parenting. They're and extra sensitive to things. It's just, it really, has yeah. its own set of issues. So just be grateful. <laughs> be grateful for your own issues, you know? Yeah. And this is really, really good stuff because I think that it's a thing people feel a lot. I think it's normal. I think questioning what if. I remember there have been times where I just have thought to myself, it would be so much easier, and I'm sure you have too, like if it was just you and your son and that was it, it'd be so much easier. No, but you do suggest that to me sometimes. (laughs) Yesterday, day before, like go be happy. (laughs) Take your son and go be happy. This shit's real. Take your son and shove it. (laughs) But, like, you know, how much easier would it be if it was just you and your own kids? (laughs) So, So in theory, that sounds great. That's what I'm about to say. Like, But that's not – here's the problem. If you could really sustain that, you and your kids, forever, it could be easy, but that's not how we were designed, and it's not fulfilling. And eventually Eventually, those kids are going to get old and grow up. Not only that. I think that's a, it's in not sustainable to be alone with your kids forever. No, not at all. Because that's not fulfilling. That's not how we were designed. We weren't created to do life alone. So while you might feel like that, if you actually, if you followed through with that thought, right, like this would just be easier. Okay, let's, let's talk about this is a coaching thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. So let's talk about how that <laughs> looks, right? Yeah. Let's talk about it. And so you go down that road of like, it's just you and your kids and what would that look like? And yes, so much easier. We go down that road. Okay. And so you don't want any love in your life. Like you don't want a partner. You don't want to do life with anyone. You don't want to have like even one sexual partner forever. Like how are you going to get needs met? Like, is that safe? If your answer is yes, then all of a sudden, boom, you just started down a new rabbit hole. Yeah. And so I think for some people that might be true, but for 99% of us, we might fantasize that life would be easier and then we actually go live it out and it's not, right? Like, it's Who's not gonna fulfilling. Who's going to do my laundry? Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to fix my doorknob <laughs> and my printer Keep and going. wash my car? <laughs> Keep going. You going to wash my car? <laughs> um, but these are the things, right? Like... And so I know it always seems like Eric said grass is greener, but when you follow, when you actually follow the fantasy through and talk it out, you realize, oh shit, I would end up with somebody else. With their own? With their own set of problems. Like, yes, you may be released from this and live for a while, you and your kids, or you alone, but you would be right back with somebody else eventually. And back, you know, it is, it just cycles. And so... And putting kids through another divorce, putting kids through, I mean, you have to also recognize, like, if you're in a terrible marriage, and are you going to put kids through another whole thing? Are you just going to stick it out and understand that, yes, another person's another set of problems, another set of issues? Well, the the shameless plugs just keep rolling in, because I'm like, if you are in another terrible marriage and something else is going on, like maybe it's time to stop worrying about the situation and the other person. And I'm not saying this is the situation here, but a lot of people just play the victim and why me and why is this happening? And this might be the perfect chance to be like, you know what? I need to fix me. I need to work on me. I need to get 
life coaching, counseling, help. Oh my gosh, you guys, and I'm so sorry. I, no, I'm, I'm truly, like, I'm just like, it, it it's is, all making sense now. Yeah. I've been enlightened. You've been enlightened. Yes. Yeah. Living enlightened. Yeah. Yeah. And so it is, yeah, I'm just going to agree with you. I agree. Are you going to agree to disagree? I'm not. Really? I'm going to just agree. Wow. I okay. know there's a first time for everything. This is it. Sure Enjoy it while sure it lasts, of a, buddy. Of a Disney song oh that all the little kids sing. Um, but she asked, how do you know what is too much and how much is anxiety and worry? I feel like what are your, well, here's the thing. So then you explore that. Like, I think people put questions out there like that and then leave them. Yeah. And they don't actually follow through. Or get them answered. So what is, so if this is you, what is too much? Right deal breakers. I go through this in our marriage sometimes. <laughs> How many deal breakers we got? None. Oh, le- oh. Actually, right. I'm like, I would probably work through infidelity at this point. At this point? Yeah. Oh. Well, I don't know, but like, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing with like infidelity, though. That comes with its own. I set would of never problem. trust you again. No, of course. But, but I would stay but, put, probably. But I don't understand people also. who, and I'm sorry I if I'm offending know. anyone, but infidelity seems like so much freaking work to me <laughs> because now you have to cover your tracks and lie remember what you said and well that's only a part of it oh. but now you've got this whole other person <laughs> you got two women yeah <laughs> has their own sets of issues and all for what i mean yeah it all re- i mean truly yeah like it's just that's it i mean that's a lot of one woman's work. a lot of work too is just i mean why I'm exhausted. I'm going (laughs) to your camera. You can finish this. Thank you. So what is too much? So I think about this when I start. uh, This is just a tool I can give you. When you feel like something's too much, like I just can't take this. Well, are you going to leave your marriage over it? 99.9% of the time, you're going to be like, no. Okay. So if the answer is no... And it's really just anxiety or insecurity or you're annoyed or you're pissed. What are you going to do about it? How are you going to handle your anxiety, your stress, your annoyance, your frustration? You know, maybe it is you find an outlet. Maybe it is you communicate. Maybe it is you go to therapy. Maybe it is you have a journal and you start writing it down. The point is you get it out, right? When you hold it in, it just consumes you and it changes your attitude. It changes how you show up, how you talk. But when you're able to release these things and get it out in a certain way, it makes it easier to continue. Because most, if we're, if we're really being honest and we go down the rabbit hole we've created for ourselves, we see that things aren't as dire as we make them out to be in our heads, right? right. Like, um, I like, um, I'm trying to think of an example of something. I would love to hear an example. You of do. Something. I will. I'll s- okay. I leave the lights on. Okay. Are you? And it pisses. And the fucking, toilet seat up. Okay. Well, not the actual like. Yeah, the cover. The, li- you leave the, the lid. lid up. Not so the. Do to- your I do children. not pee. It's like, like a, please don't make people think that I pee with a toilet seat up. I don't. I the lid. I don't. There close. is a thing, and don't ask me how. <laughs> found it Dear Lord. but it's so women can stand up and pee it's like yes, this little funnel, funnel looking, yes for when you go camping oh is that what it's for yeah so when there's know. no toilet you can pee yes i was thinking about really getting cool. it for mexico and you drink the water and you just 
<laughs> Anyways. Okay. So, anywho, yes. Yeah, so I so leaving the lights on, leaving cupboards open. Sometimes I do this. These are things that are like annoying. Or the shoes right next to your bed. That okay. That hurts because I come to tell you good night and I stub my toe every night. Yeah. I'm learning. Or the razor, leaving the razor up. I get really angry about the razor. Well, because it ends up I getting. I can't. It There's ends up no place hurt. for me to put it. Where would you like me to put it? Any up <laughs> your ass. Yeah. yeah. So anywho, I, I go to reach for the for the um, soap and I end up okay, cutting well, my fingers. Now so. I feel like you're just a bitch fest. I'm not it giving is. This you is permission. therapy now. Okay. All right. Well, here so here's my point. I have so three more things. <laughs> this is annoying, right? <laughs> These things are annoying. Yeah. But are you gonna leave me over them? I mean, okay. if I cut my finger one more time, <laughs> my okay. finger might leave you. Okay. We'll just chop your finger off. Problem solved. Think outside the box. Thanks. So, but here's the deal, right. right? I see what you're saying, though. Like, I have a tough family situation. Are you going to divorce me over it? Mm, no. But this is the thing. Like, I lost my career and I don't have financial, I'm not financially secure anymore. Are you going to divorce me over it? I haven't yet. You haven't yet. Still a chance. I don't know. So, but. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. But here's the deal. Like we, instead of spending so much time thinking how bad things are, how miserable we are, let's put ourselves, like, let's have coming to Jesus talks with ourselves. Like, so what? Is this going to, is this a deal breaker? Am I going to leave because I'm so frustrated over this? If the answer is no. Well, one, that calms you down and puts things into perspective. And two, you can then be like, what am I going to do about it? Do I need to change? Do I need to let go of something? Do I need to accept this is just the way it is and stop being upset about it? Or do I choose to live upset about it and just I'm going to be upset every day? And that's my choice. And when you start doing that, that's very empowering. And you learn how to let go. You learn to work through stress and anxiety. You learn not to let everything be a fight and everything be a battle and everything be a big deal and everything being an emergency. That's the anxiety is everything is always so much because we make it so much. You know, if you have no control over it, it doesn't take up space in your head. Like that's, you know, X, X's, that's your problem. Not my problem. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's your problem. That's not my problem. I'm not going to deal with it. You you deal with it. Why should I we both do. have I to deal with it? I throw your razor on the ground. Actually, I usually don't on purpose. I knock it off the shelf. It pisses me off so much. And then, and then you turn it over, and then all the goo <laughs> comes out, and I'm like, it's just, they're Pay expensive. Oh. They're expensive, and I'm just like. I'll buy you a new one. Good. You're going to have to. I got no money. Okay. All right, you guys. Sorry for our rants. We're just being silly. We're not actually arguing. I know. We're going to get negative reviews negative reviews again. This is just, we banter a lot like this. If you guys have not noticed, we don't hate one another. We just, we banter and we have fun with it. Like We're like 80, 20. 80, 20. 80% banter, 20% hate. Yeah, you're a lot like 80 and I'm closer to 20. I'm closer to like 12. We're age, right? All right. Anyways, me and my old lady, we're out. <laughs> Just kidding. Thanks, you guys, for, <laughs> for for listening and watching our nonsense. We are the blended life. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe to us. Ring that bell for notifications because sometimes, like last week, we just randomly go live. And we're even we're pondering going live this next Sunday. So yep. A week from today, we might be going live. So... Um, and also, if you have a topic or something you want us to discuss, write us on social media, 
reach out in the, all the ways, comment on our YouTube videos, let us know, and we usually are pretty good about bringing stuff up. Heck yeah. So, all right, you guys, thanks for being here with us, Bye. and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.